We often talk about EdTech from the entrepreneur's perspective and from the educator's perspective, but what about from the student perspective? Lucky for you listeners, we've got a real bona fide student on the EdSurge podcast this week, answering our questions about blended learning as someone who knows firsthand what it looks like on the ground. And not only is this student a blended learning veteran, but she's also articulate as heck. Not to mention she's gone through both algebra and geometry faster than any student I've ever heard of. MJ, don't spoil the interview before we get there. Okay, okay, okay. First up, our weekly roundup of the news with perfect timing before y'all head off to the ISTE conference. I'm Mary Jo Matta. And I'm Charlie Locke. Welcome to the EdSearch podcast. Let's get started. Educators are increasingly teaching students how to be thoughtful digital citizens, but is it worth taking time from other valuable subjects in the classroom? Well, Nebraska educator Kayla Delzer defends digital citizenship this week as a new classroom subject and suggests some free online resources on how to help your students make safe, appropriate choices online and report bullying. Should you pack a bag for Sand Hill Road or for the White House? Tom Vanderark, partner at Learn Capital and a judge for our Digital Innovation in Learning Awards, tackles the question of which source of funding is best suited to your startup venture. In a Q&A with EdSurge, he explains why private capital is better at identifying, producing, and scaling innovation, but can also be ruthless and relentless and abandon a good idea for a better idea. Educators across the country are packing their bags for ISTE next week, and I do hope to see some of you there. Myself and Michael will both be there on the ground. I know many of you will pick up some new school tools and products while at the conference, but before you invest time in that shiny new classroom gadget, keep three questions in mind from educator Kara Gallagher, who's also going to be at ISTE. For starters, can technology deepen learning or make the process more efficient for this particular lesson? If the answer is yes, you might want to use that product. And now for this week's Kachings. San Francisco-based Brightwheel, a platform for sharing the activities of the pre-K classroom with families, raised $2.2 million in a seed round led by RRE Venture and ENIAC Ventures. Hackney, UK-based Fuse Universal, which offers online employee training and learning materials, raised $10 million from Education Growth Partners. And thanks to $9.9 million in seed funding from the Woodrow Wilson Foundation, MIT will lead an initiative around teacher prep and school leadership resources, focusing on STEM subjects. If you're interested in more Kachings, check out our newly released Kaching report for all the details on the $145.4 million raised in U.S. EdTech in May. What happens to teacher-created resources once they leave a school? Educator Chris Avilas took a deep dive into whether schools or teachers own those resources, and he takes a relatively strong stance, writing, quote, The idea that a district could own some of the truly amazing things I've seen teachers make, especially with code, is wrong, end quote. Okay, enough with the news. Time for today's deep dive. Now, I'm really excited about today's deep dive because when it comes to ed tech, you know, teachers aren't the only ones who are considered users. The students are a huge part of that. And yet in reports and research and sometimes, you know, our own reporting, we hear so infrequently from students about their thoughts on technology or what they love and don't love about going to school. And then geometry. I think geometry is one of the hardest subjects. I don't know why people say that it's really easy 
because it just has to do with shapes and stuff. They're harder than you but think. But they're harder than you think. Mm-hmm. That's Kayala Kinto, a rising sophomore at Cristo Rey Jesuit High School in San Jose, California. And before we go any further, we should mention that she actually does love math, even though it's a little challenging. I think that my favorite subject is probably math, but then again, it kind of just like varies as I go along because it just gets harder and harder and harder. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's how it is. I, I mean, I get used to it. Once you get past certain things, you're like, oh, I understand this now. Now, Kayla gained a small following after writing an article on the EdSearch site where she discussed how blended learning had changed her life for the better, especially in her math class. And throughout it, she gave a sense of the student perspective unlike anything we've ever seen before. In her article, she divulges details about coming into Cristo Rey as a rising freshman just to find out that her math skills didn't quite qualify her to pass into Algebra 2 even though she'd already taken Algebra 1 and Geometry in her 7th and 8th grade years. But we sat down with her to get the full story on what frustrated her the most. And keep in mind, listeners, no teacher or company put her up to this. These are all her genuine feelings about school and ed tech. So in 7th grade, I took Algebra, and then in 8th grade, I took Geometry. Mm -hmm. But then when I came to Chris Ray for the summer enrichment program, um, I took the, they made me take an algebra test, and then I was like, whoa, wait, wait, why am I taking this test? I took this in seventh grade, and they're like, oh, we need to see how much you've progressed since then, or if you remember everything. So then I'm sitting down, and I'm doing the test, and I don't remember anything. <laughs> and then um, they tell me, oh, you're put into algebra again. <laughs> and then I remember just being kind of like really disappointed because I've taken two subjects for the past two years and they're telling me that I'm going to have to redo them. So then um, I end up telling my um, principal that why am I being placed into a subject that I took two years ago? And then he said, well, some students may or may not have learned everything by that time and, um, you know, and then some students may have forgotten some. So basically what we're doing is we're kind of prepping you so that when you're ready to take the ACTs your uh, junior year, mm-hmm. you're prepared for it. That's a tough spot for a kid, especially when going into your first year of high school. True, but when I sat down with Kayla for this podcast, I actually saw a young girl who was just jazzed to be telling this story because... As we soon found out, Crystal Ray employed tech in a way that would help Kayela jump through years of math instruction, literally years. And first up, algebra. We use this program called Alex, and um, it's a math program. Mm. And so then basically we're given this pie chart, and each slice is a subject. Mm -hmm. And then within each subject, we have lessons and topics. Mm -hmm. And so then say we're doing polynomials, and then it gives you a whole bunch of like polynomial questions like how to factor them and how to put them together and then um so then I started taking that again and then I passed by the end of the summer program what did you take again you took algebra I took algebra again how did you use the Alex program while you were taking algebra well um so every 20 topics we do we get assessed we get assessed on them and then um I remember just taking those the assessments and then it'll drop me back 15 topics or something 
um, because basically what Alex does is it takes the ones that you got wrong and the ones that you got right, and all the ones that you got wrong, it puts it back inside the pie chart, even if you already did it. Mm. So then you have to start all over again. <laughs> and I remember it was kind of just like, I'm getting up there, getting up there. I take an assessment and I drop back down. <laughs> and then <laughs> I just remember um, going back and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have copied so-and-so's homework last year. <laughs> I should have actually done it. Because <laughs> I remember I used to do that just like to get the work done. Mm -hmm. But then... With Alex, you can't really copy off someone's homework because it's kind of personalized. And that's what I like most about it is that you're actually learning rather than learning someone else's work. Mm -hmm. So essentially, Kayla was describing how the Alex program personalizes to her individual performance on the platform. And while it certainly would backtrack her if she missed questions, it ended up paying off in the end. How, you may be asking? So then I finally finished it by the end of the summer program, which was five weeks. Okay. So I finished a whole subject in five weeks. Before your freshman year of high Before school. Before my freshman year of high school. Kayla immediately went into geometry, where she again used the Alex program, and again made huge gains. I finished that in three months, I want to say. So September, October, November, November. you were and done then, with geometry. And then December, I was testing out. And then in January, we came back, and that's when I started Algebra 2. So these are some impressive numbers, and it wasn't just the math. Kayla also mentions Achieve 3000 later on, an English language arts tool, as having changed the way that both she and her classmates read and wrote. But the biggest question we wanted to ask Kayla really came down to how she felt about technology now and what its role in the classroom is. See, with Alex, it gives you an option to click explain, mm. and it'll explain the problem for you. And so then it'll give you, like, step-by-step -step, um, explanations. Mm -hmm. And then, but then with me, sometimes I don't really understand that. Mm -hmm. So then it'll give you another explanation. So it gives you, like, two or three choices, depending on what the problem is. Mm. And so then you have different variety of ways to solve the problem so that it's easier for you. But then sometimes there's those problems that you keep just like clicking, explain, 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 and it just won't process into your head. So then that's when I would ask like my teacher or my peers if they could help me with um, the problems. So all you listeners out there, we know you're all probably wondering, did Kayla feel like the technology instruction was better than being taught by someone directly? I mean, did she still need a teacher in the room? Or was the Alex program enough on its own? Well, her answer is pretty nuanced. I feel like I'm learning more from the Alex program because, like I said, the explain and then, you know, I think that the teachers are more there for the support, mm. kind of when you need a question, because you can't ask a computer a question. Well, you can, but it's not really going to give you the answer you want to hear most times. Mm -hmm. So at least when you have, like, a teacher or a tutor or someone there helping you, you have that even more of an extension as to what you need to be like taught. By the end of the interview, Kayla expressed that you need both to succeed, the technology and the teacher. But wherever more of her loyalty lies, the most notable element of the interview was the excitement in Kayla's voice when she shared her accomplishments and how optimistic she is about her ability to remember all the information that she received from the Alex program. I was, I was pretty excited. I was just like, 
Oh my gosh, I finished two subjects. Some people can't even finish one subject in a whole school year. <laughs> <laughs> and I finished two in six months. So I remember it just being really, like, really happy. I remember going home, like, or getting inside the car even. I'm like, yeah, I passed this. <laughs> like, when I passed geometry because I was just, I just really wanted to get into algebra too. Mm -hmm. Finally, in January, when I got to Algebra 2, I'm like, yes, 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 I've been in Algebra 2. I've been working so hard for this. So all my old friends are doing Algebra 2. And then I'll ask them, like, hey, do you know how to do this? Like, I'll give them a text or something, and they're like, oh, we did that a couple months ago, and I already forgot. But then I know that I won't forget it because of the program Alex. Because in a couple months, it's going to ask me for an assessment. And it's going to ask me that problem to that see if I know it. That you studied like several months that ago. That I studied several months ago. And then it's going to drop me down my topics if I don't know. So I just think that that's one of those things that kind of just like refreshes you and say, you know, you need to go back and do this. Mm -hmm. Because it, it, it opens up to see like the mistakes that you've made. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kind of like about that. Like I said before, it just kind of gives you that opportunity to go back and actually like process it and process it over again until it's in your brain. Mm -hmm. So, Kayla, a huge congratulations to all your progress and to all that in the rest of your school. All right, well, that's all we've got time for today. It's time to wrap up the podcast. A big thank you to Chris Aviles, Carrie Gallagher, and all the other writers who contributed to EdSearch this week. And a big thanks to Kayela Kinto for sharing her classroom experiences with us. Kayela, you rock. And thanks to all of you for listening and for reading EdSearch. Get in touch. Shoot us an email at feedback at edsearch.com or tweet at us at edsearch. Make some noise. Seriously, we are encouraging you to stalk <laughs> us at ISTE. We want to see as many of you on the ground as possible, so feel free to find That's us. That's a direct challenge to stalk MJ, yes, so go please, for it, guys. Please stalk us. And last but certainly not least, over the past six months, EdSearch has been developing a product to connect EdTech companies and administrators to match the right tools for each school's unique needs. Our EdTech concierge service is still at an exploratory stage, but we'd love to hear what you think. So check it out at concierge.edsurge.com. Okay, that's it for today. I'm Charlie Locke. And I'm Mary Jamata. We'll see you next week, live from ISTE. This is the EdSurge podcast.